Hey guys, this is Milan Milan. We're here for chapter 18. Now, 18, if you remember, or if you've been reading, right, you remember we were saying we we're gonna go over the fall of Babylon the Great, right? And is also going to speak about how the world mourns Babylon's fall and then the final part of Babylon's fall. So, should we do a recap? Let's just do a quick recap. And I'm going to try to make this quick as one can do. All right, so we've gone over Revelation before, so we did not go over the churches. I do, it's been on my heart to kind of really get deeper a little bit into those churches, and I think that's what we, I am going to, I'm going to pray about it some more and work on it. I mean, I always love talking about my Savior, and I love, like, getting out these um, episodes, right, to anyone who is listening, because I feel like it strengthens those who, who trust in him. It bring it, it can sow seeds to those who do, don't know him, right, and just understand that we're all in this together. We're all here. We're all here. No one's above the other, right? Um, we're all here and we're all having our own small t tribulations that we're figuring out that as we get through life, we need Christ. Like there is not a day that I don't need him. Like period. I don't care how easy that day was or how hard that day was for me. I need him all the time. I need him, need him, like I need air. And that is like literally no joke. I need him. He is my air. Without him, I don't even know what it would be like. I would have to think back to what it was like. It was horrible without him. Like I need him in my life. He is my best friend. He is my savior. Oh, and I get so teary-eyed because I think about how good he is and just how amazing he is, how loving he is, how patient he is, how holy he is, and how wrong I was before I came to Christ. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect. What I'm saying is that the Holy Spirit now dwells in me and the Holy Spirit will convict you. Oh, you will be convicted when you do something, you think something, you know that ain't even right. The Holy Spirit will let you know gently, but he will let you know. So we're gonna we're gonna and if you've been um like listening to me, you know I kind of go off on these rants. I really don't try to. I don't. I do not try to ramble, but I just be just be like that sometimes. Okay, so we are gonna go ahead and discuss the the seven churches soon. Okay, soon, soon and very soon. I'm telling y'all that song has been on my heart. It's been on my heart. Okay, so what did I say? We're going to go through just a brief um, synopsis of, um, thank you, Holy Spirit, of the, of the book of uh, Revelation that we've gone so far. So four was the throne room of heaven. And just know that John is the one that's seeing all these visions. 
Five is the lamb that takes the scroll. And uh, chapter six of uh, Revelation, that's where we basically start, start, start the seals. All right. So actually, even in chapter six, it only goes to the sixth seal. But in seven of Revelation, it's the seal of Israel. Right. And then also a great multitude of the great tribulation so in chapter 8 of revelation that's when it picks up the seventh seal and it's also the prelude to the seven trumpets so now the seven seals are over in chapter 8 and right in the beginning of it but it's also the prelude to the seven trumpets because we know there are three sets of judgments right we had the seals and then it's the trumpets and then it's the bowls okay so then in chapter 9 of revelation is the fifth trumpet the locust from the bottomless pit i hope i'm not speaking too fast I really hope not. I'm sorry. I had that tendency. Chapter 10 is the mighty angel and the little book. Chapter 11 are the two witnesses, right? Ooh, those two witnesses. They are like it, boy. So chapter 12 is the woman, the child, and the dragon. The woman, the child, and the dragon. Mm. Chapter 13 is the beast from the sea and the beast from the earth. Okay, that was a good one. That was a good one. Guys, please read your Bible. Get in them love letters. He literally wrote it for us. He loves us. He loves us so much. I cannot stress that. I cannot, I cannot. Read your Bible. Read your Bibles. You know, I used to be afraid of the book of Revelation and now I'm like all in it. Y'all know it's seven blessings in the book of Revelation. I've gone over that before in previous uh, podcasts. Um, But what I'll do even after this one, I'll go over those seven blessings again. Okay. So chapter 14 is the lamb and the 144,000. Chapter 15 is the prelude to the bold judgments, right? Remember, because I said it was uh, three sets of seven judgments each. So, and each one actually is, is like birth pains. You know, it starts off like, okay. And then it gets like, oh, you serious? And then it gets like, whoa, right? Like it just elevates every single one of them. So chapter 15, again, is the prelude to the bold judgments. Chapter 16 actually goes through all seven of the bold judgments. Okay. And they're not, none of it's fun, but it's just, it got worse. So chapter 17 is what we just went through last week. And it's just the, uh, it's the scarlet woman and the scarlet beast. So now here we are. Chapter 18, the fall of Babylon, the great is where we will start. Stay tuned. All right, guys, here we are. Here we are. (laughs) Revelation 18. Let's get to it. After these, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cared, he cried 
mightily with a loud voice saying Babylon the great is fallen is fallen and has become a dwelling place of demons a prison for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hated bird for all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury and I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her inequities. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works in the cup, which she has mixed, mixed double for her, in the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow for she says in her heart I sit as queen and am no widow and will not see sorrow therefore her plagues will come in one day death and mourning and famine and she will be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judges her The kings of the earth who committed fornication and live luxurious with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for one hour your judgment has come, and the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys her merchandise anymore, merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple, silk and scarlet, every ton of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of precious wood, bronze, iron, and marble and cinnamon and incense, fragrant oil, frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots and bodies and souls of men. The fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you and all the things which are rich and splendid have gone from you and you shall find them no more at all. The merchants of these things who became rich by her will stand at a distance for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such great riches came to nothing. Every shipmaster, all who travel by ship, sailors, and as many as trade on the sea, stood at a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city? They threw dust on their heads and cried out, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city in which all who had ships on the sea became rich by her wealth. For in one hour she is made desolate. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you, holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone 
and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus, with violence, the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, and trumpeters shall not be hurting you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived, and in her was found the blood of prophets and saints, and all who were slain on the earth. Break it down. All right. So, verse one is basically celebrating the fall of Babylon. As mentioned, this refers to the harlot church, which is not only a vast religious system, but perhaps the greatest commercial establishment in the world. It apparently like controls the world market. So when another angel with great authority comes down from heaven and he breaks the news, it's as if all the lights go on. His glory illuminates the earth. So verse 2, Babylon the Great has fallen and its ruins have become the haunt for demons, every foul spirit and unclean hateful birds. Verse 3, the reason for her fall is the utter corruption that she has practiced with the nations and the merchants. She has made all the nations drunk with her passionate fornication. Verse 4, another voice from heaven warns God's people to come out of the doomed system on the eve of its destruction. Unless you're basically going to share her plagues. Okay. So verse 6. Her sins have piled up to heaven and God has remembered her inequities and is lashing out against them. She is to receive double payment for her wicked deeds. Not from God's people, but from the angel who is the instrument of his vengeance. So he will use his angels to carry out his will, just like he uses you to carry out his will here on earth. Amen. All right. Verse seven, her torment and sorrow will proportionate to her luxurious lifestyle that she has, right? She thinks of herself as a queen sitting on top of everything and safe from sorrow. So she thinks. So verse eight is her judgment is going to come in one day and will involve death and mourning and famine. It is the mighty Lord God who will punish her with fire. Verse nine and 10. So the kings of the earth will lament over the burning of her, uh, of their mistress, basically. Their mourning, however, is not unselfish. They sorrow for the loss of her pleasure and luxury. Standing at a distance, they marvel at the extent of her torment and the suddenness of her end. Like how quickly it is, right? Just like, boom, it was awesome and then now it's not. 
right? So verses 11 through 13, the merchants mourn principally because their hope is gain is gone, right? It's just gone, right? It's just gone. No one buys their merchandise anymore. So the list of products in which Babylon traded seemed to compass world trade, like precious metals, jewelry, fabrics, wood, ivory, bronze, iron, marble, spices, perfumes, wine, oil, grains, livestock, chariots, and bodies and souls of men. Both the apostate church and the business world are guilty of trafficking in the souls of men. The church by sale of indulgences and so on. And the business world by exploitation. Verse 14. The businessmen addressing the fallen system lament that is hope for profits have vanished. Right? Any little glimpse that they thought they was just going to come up is gone. And his riches and his splendor have disappeared suddenly and forever (laughs) so verses 15 and 16 it's like the kings the merchants stand they're weeping and they're wailing um there's such prophets were lost in one hour they recount the former luxury of the city right how the people were finely clothed and adorned with jewels 17 and 18 verses. So now that their opulence has suddenly come to nothing and the threat of a great depression hangs low, those engaged in maritime commerce, they stand at a distance and they cry, what could ever compare with this great city? Verse 19, they throw dust on their heads weep and wail over the city that has enriched the world industry and is now ruined in one hour. Verse 20. So while all of these godless tears are being shed on earth, there is great rejoicing in heaven. So at last, God has avenged his saints, apostles, and prophets. He has judged Babylon for the way she has treated his people. Verse 21. A mighty angel throws a stone like a great millstone into the sea. It's a graphic picture of the final doom of Babylon. Verse 22 through 24. The sound of his former activities, whether music, manufacturing, or milling, is silenced forever. Every light is extinguished, and never again will the joy of a wedding be present. Why? Because Babylon's leaders have been hoodwinking all the nations with their sorcery. She was guilty of the blood of God's saints, of all believers who were slain for her for their faith. So now he is rewarding her in full measure. Not a little bit, not half, not a fraction, full measure. Amen, right? Get your just due. So now we're going to talk about the seven blessings but don't forget 
God willing, we're going to go over verse 19 next week where heaven exalts over Babylon. You do not want to miss Revelation 19. Read ahead. I hope you read it. I hope you prayed on it. I hope you've been sharing. I hope you share the word of God with your friends and families and those you might not even know because everyone needs Christ. Whether we know it at the time or not, everyone needs Christ in their life. So let's get on to the seven blessings. All right. So these are the seven blessings of the book of Revelation. The first one, blessed are those who read and hear and those who keep the words of this prophecy. That's in Revelation 1, 3. Blessed are those who die in the Lord as they face the trouble of the Antichrist. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this down. Blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit, they are blessed indeed for they will rest from their hard work and for their deeds, good deeds, follow them. That's Revelation 14 verse 13. All right. So you all know it's all in Revelation. I'm going to stop saying Revelation. I'm just going to give you the chapter and the verse. Okay. It's all in Revelation. Okay. The third blessing, blessed are those who watch and wait, keeping their garments clean from sin. Jesus said, look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are all who are watching for me, who keep their clothes ready so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. 16 verse 15. Blessed are those invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. 19 verse 9. Blessed and holy are the ones who take part in the first resurrection. Boom! That's the rapture, y'all. Okay. That is 20 verse 6. It says, blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For the second death holds no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him a thousand years. Blessed are those who keep the words of this revelation. Jesus said, look. I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of this prophecy written in this book. 22 verse 7. And the number 7 is, Blessed are those who keep God's commandment. They can eat from the tree of life. Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. That's 22 verse 14. All right. Those are the seven blessings when you read the book of Revelation. All right. Now, a while back, I had spoke about this dream that I had. And I said I would go ahead and share it at some point in the future soon. So here we go. This dream about what I now believe, yes, was an invasion. Um, I just wasn't sure when I was having a dream and shortly after I had the dream if it was that we were there or were they here, right? Um, so I say this is how the dream went. It was me, 
I had um, my oldest son behind me in the dream. And it was this little, like, Asian woman, right? Um, she was in front of the both of us. So it was her, the meeting, then my son. And the whole dream was, like, dark gray, like, black and white color, right? Black and white whatever like an old picture movie type thing um and the only thing that was color was what was on this table which was like this table that just seemed to go forever it was like um bibles right and that was the only color in the dream everything else was literally black and white okay um so this woman she was she we we were we were like like um i don't know like bent low you know how you kind of walk like if you were walking like a duck you would like squat down you know how you squat down and you make I don't know how to explain it you squat down (laughs) but you're not really sitting down but you like squat kind of low and you like duck waddle okay that's how we were walking like we were trying not to be seen there we go we were trying not to be seen so we would squat low and we were walking really really low and she said um basically like you know like that and um we were when 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 we when she would stop we would just stop like she was like leading us through this whole thing and when she was running we were running and we was like literally right behind her and she ran over and got one of the Bibles and put it like, I don't know, like she just grabbed it. I ran over because I, I felt like in a dream, I was supposed to. I, I remember like hearing, you better go get one, right? So I ran and I got one and I put it like up under my shirt or whatever. And I was trying to conceal it. And mind you, it's this... um. It's, it's, it's like all of these people, they look like they are walking like imprisoned, like chain, like a chain gang or something. And then you hear over this loud uh, PA system, um, if we were to touch one of the Bibles, we would die. We were warned to not touch it. We were warned to not touch it. It was like this really dreadful feeling in the dream. And then I remember um, the Lord speaking to me and I heard, I will protect you. That's what he said to me in the dream. I will protect you. So it was the CCP soldiers. They were all over what I now believe to be the U.S. and they had people in chains hand and foot walking mind you it looks like the whole scene like I said it was black and white it looks like it was war it was all dusty and dirty and just undesirable um and it was just this feeling of dread But the only thing that was in color was the Bible. And I knew I had to get one. And the more I think about the dream, 
I'm not sure how close we are to the rapture. So I'm not sure how much we're going to see. But what I know is what I heard in the dream is when the Lord spoke to me and he said, I will protect you. So I remember that very clearly. And even when I go through my small t tribulations, I remember what he told me. And he is not one to have his word return void. He is true. He is faithful. He is loving. He will always protect you. This woman may not have been an Asian woman. She appeared like that in a dream, but could have been just... um, could have been just another follower of Christ. I'm not quite sure. I'm not right, quite clear. But I knew that I needed to have that Bible. I knew that we couldn't be seen with it. So we hid it. We concealed it. And the people that were chained, I'm not sure. They're coming over. They're here now. I will tell you that they're literally here now. Look it up. Google it. Look it up. I may even try to put a few links at the bottom because some of y'all might not believe what I'm telling you or it might not be easily found. I don't know, but they're literally here. They've been here and they're not just here in the U.S. They're in other countries. They're literally trying to have world dominance. They have literally built... um, what is it? Military bases around our borders. I'm going to put some links at the bottom of this. Because this needs to be known. No matter what happens, trust in our Father. He will protect us. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Until next time, Go in peace.